Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. You can probably treat yourself to an ad free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. That's chime.com slash goals 24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. A California ruling threatens the gig economy by Clint Finley. The California Supreme Court dealt a major blow to the gig economy on Monday in a decision that will have far-reaching effects not just for the likes of Uber and Grubhub, but for many different types of employers. The court ruled that employers must treat workers who do work related to a company's usual course of business as full-fledged employees. For example, if a store hires a plumber to fix a sink, that plumber wouldn't need to be considered an employee because the store isn't in the plumbing business. But if a clothing company paid someone to sew clothes at home, then that person should be considered an employee entitled to minimum wage, breaks, and other benefits of employment. The case only directly applies to delivery company Dynamex, but it sets a precedent that could affect many types of workers in California, including caregivers, dog walkers, hairstylists, and, of course, drivers for Uber and other gig economy companies, says Eve Wagner, a founding partner of Sauer & Wagner LLP with a background in employment law. The number of employment lawsuits is going to explode, she said. The decision won't affect people outside of California but work for companies based in the state, says Wagner. In other words, Uber drivers in New York will still be considered contractors unless New York decides to follow California's example. But it could have a big impact in the nation's largest state, home to many of gig economy companies. The big question is whether gig economy companies can stay afloat if they hire all their workers as full-fledged employees. Payroll taxes and other expenses associated with converting contractors to employees could increase an employer's costs by about 25 to 40 percent per worker, says Andre Haigu, a visiting associate professor at the MIT Sloan School of Management. Gig economy companies already face difficult economics. Uber lost $1.1 billion in the fourth quarter of 2017, according to the Wall Street Journal. Some companies that tried to convert workers from contractors to employees have already folded or changed their business models, including on-demand shipping company Shipe, food delivery company Sprig, and caregiving company Home Hero. They're operating on very thin margins, Haigu says. I don't think they can afford it. Uber and Grubhub declined to comment. Uber rival Lyft said it was reviewing the decision. Stanford Business School professor Jeffrey Pfeiffer argues that the model of many gig economy companies was not sustainable. When those without workers' compensation get injured, society pays, he tells Wired. 
This is cost transfer from the wealthy companies to the comparatively poor workers. Holding aside any particular court decision, this was and is completely unsustainable in the long run. New York University Stern School of Business professor Arun Sundararajan says the gig economy will survive, but prices will be higher, at least in California, and push companies to adopt more automation. It doesn't threaten the long-term viability of businesses as a whole, but I think it will shrink their market in the short term because it will decrease sales, Sundararajan says. Sundararajan says newer, smaller companies will have a much harder time than well-funded companies like Uber and Lyft, which will be better able to absorb costs and have established large labor forces. By classifying workers as independent contractors, new companies don't need to hire a large number of employees. Instead, part-time laborers can handle work as it comes in when they are available. Hiring employees and guaranteeing them minimum wage increases the costs and risks for startups. Haigu has long argued that U.S. employment law needs a new classification for gig economy employees. A dependent contractor classification, for example, might require employers to pay some benefits, such as workers' compensation insurance. In cases where contractors work for multiple companies, like those who drive for both Uber and Lyft, benefits might be split between companies based on total hours worked. Sundararajan says new classifications could help, but they could also create more confusion and more lawsuits. What's really needed, he says, is a better social safety net. The more we focus on legislation to extend benefits beyond the full-time employees and into the broader workforce, the happier the contingent workforce is going to be, he says. The gig economy. Follow these links in the original article for more information. Some startups are ditching the Uber model and treating workers as employees. Checker wants to disrupt the business of pre-employment background checks. And new Uber CEO Dara Khosrowshahi wants the company to move slow and test things. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.